0: This is Cornstalks and Sports Talk, your go-to Iowa-based sports show, hosted by the one and only Elliot Clough. What's up, Cedar Valley, and hello to the Hawkeye State. This is Cornstalks and Sports Talk, your Iowa-based sports show hosted by me, Elliot Clough, I, Insider for Town Square Media. You can find me on Twitter. It is at Elliot Clough. We got great stuff ahead on today's show. Not only are we talking with Sam Herder from Hero Sports FCS, but we're talking with him for two straight segments, so very excited about that. If you already heard that on our podcast, we're doing a little roo kind of thing this week where we have that podcast ready and available, and then... We have both of those segments on our radio show. So that's coming up if you're listening on air as well. And if you are listening on air, we have a whole nother segment that you can only hear if you are subscribed to the podcast. So make sure you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all of that subscribed, followed so you don't miss any episodes. We're going to talk a little bit about Caden Proctor deciding to decommit from Iowa and pick Alabama. So that, again, will just be on the podcast That'll be coming up here soon. But if you are listening on air, we've got Sam Herter from Hero Sports FCS talking about the championship game coming up between North Dakota State and South Dakota State, as well as if the portal's good for the FCS and and more, quite a bit more, actually. But on this first segment, what I want to get to is a couple different things. First of all, it's been a week or two, it's been two weeks, a week? (laughs) it's been a certain amount of time since our last episode of corn stocks and sports talk. So what I want to do here is, is do sort of an update on the transfer portal situation, as well as talk about signing day, which happened this week and a ton of guys from the high school level deciding they want to be Panthers who I'm most excited about uh, highest ceilings, stuff like that. But uh, let's start with the portal. Um, If you follow on uh, KOEL, if you follow me on Twitter specifically, you, you know, all these articles are up regarding The commits out of the transfer portal, i.e. Josh Volk, who is already signed, as well as, uh, let's see here, Jonathan Cabral Martin, the safety from Central Connecticut State. Both have, have signed as of this moment that I'm recording this, expecting DJ Hart and Mason Pierre Antoine to be signing as well. But first, uh, we'll, we'll go in chronological order uh, by commitment. DJ Hart committed while, again, all of these happened. Most of these happened while while I was gone and, and on PTO, so was not uh, around to to talk about it too much. But DJ Hart committed. He is probably going to play slot, step into that position where Deion McShane and Quan Hampton saw a lot of their snaps this last season. Tons of speed. I see him being a punt returner, kick returner, and uh, I, I again we've talked about him already, so I won't get into it too much. We've got that article on the KoeL website. If you haven't heard me talk about him, or or if you want to learn more, uh, again another wide receiver added to the group. This time from the FBS. It's Mason Pierre Antoine from Northern Illinois. That's a hell of a transfer to make NIU to UNI, but. Coming in from the FBS, he was actually pretty highly recruited in high school, uh, a three-star recruit, and has a previous relationship with wide receiver Joe Gann, so I, I know that was a big push for him to to end up in Cedar Falls, but he's a little bit bigger. He'll probably be an outside guy, tons of agility. I'm really excited to see what he does at, at UNI because I think there's some real untapped potential there for him. Three years of eligibility for him as opposed to two, two years for... For DJ Hart, but either way, I, I'm, I'm excited about both of them, but I would probably say in the immediate DJ Hart is going to be more of an impact player than, than, uh, Mason, Pierre Antoine, but with, and that's largely because of the depth that you and I has at receiver, which we've talked about quite a bit, but for Pierre Antoine, he was recruited, had offer, or excuse me, had interest from schools like Georgia, USC, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Penn State, and others, uh, along with Iowa and Iowa State according to rivals, and was was very highly sought after out of high school, just couldn't uh, quite a uh, breakthrough at northern Illinois from from what I've gathered, but I, I really like what I've seen from him based on his film. Um, again, that previous relationship with Coach Jan, excuse me, Coach Gans, and also meeting Coach Reader and seeing what Theo Day did last season, he he uh, is is a big. That, those are big reasons why he decided to end up in Cedar Falls. So another talented guy out of the portal from the FBS for him, and he's not making a position change like Devell Washington, who went from wide a wide receiver to linebacker at West Virginia. He'll be coming in with wide receiver reps and and be more ready to go there. Again, more of a long-term thing for Pierre Antoine, short term for DJ Hart, both wide receivers who have committed to to UNI out of the transfer portal. Now on to these next few guys. Uh let's see here. Defense was definitely a concern of mine for the 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 offseason and what the Panther staff was was gonna do going into uh, the the offseason and they've really addressed it with one particular player in Jonathan Cabral Martin, who was another very excuse me very highly sought after guy this time out of the portal though, two years of eligibility at uh, after coming out of Central Connecticut State, which he was nasty an all defensive player a- in that conference on I think a one and eleven two and ten team. Uh, this last season. So he's going to be coming in, going to be winning a lot more games. And with the departure of Benny Sapp, the third Javon Brecky and Corby Sander. This is a guy who can hit like Corby Sander, who can play in coverage and like Javon Brecky, like a, like a, like a safety should. And so he's a plug and play guy to me. Obviously he's got to learn the defense. He's got to get things figured out in terms of chemistry, but I, he's, this is exactly what you and I, probably needed out of the portal in terms of defensive back. We've talked about it quite a bit, that defensive back position. And I, I think they just absolutely nailed it. This guy, again, you can read more about it on the KOEL website, but, but, uh, the only defensive back coming back truly from from next season is Wu Governor, and you plug this guy into to the defense, and this is a major win. Uh, he had offers out of the portal from Southern Illinois, Missouri State, Murray State, Eastern Kentucky, Elon, Tennessee State, Wofford, North Carolina, ANC, all over the FCS, um, and he's going to be a great addition to the UNI defense. I think he more than likely looked at the history of UNI defense and and decided this is where uh, UNI is where he wanted to be. He told me that it came down to the fact that he felt that Cedar Falls is a is a football town and that the campus runs on football. Um, also, like the facilities there. So, lastly, of guys that have already committed, uh, Josh Volk, who has signed, like I mentioned, as of this moment, he was a lineman at Cedar Rapids Xavier out of high school and decided to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But after spending, I think, two or three years there. He entered the portal this offseason and is headed to Cedar Falls will don the purple and gold. Coach Ryan Clanton had to definitely be involved in that one and with the loss of not only uh, <laughs> Eric Sorensen, but Justin Piney, who is second team all conference honorable mention uh, Justin Piney and then Matthew Vanderslice and Nick Ellis. Uh, To graduation, four of your starters on the offensive line gone. Just Jared Penning back, and then Tristan Roper and Blake Anderson back as well. You add Josh Volk, that's a huge win. He was a three-star out of high school and had offers from Iowa, Iowa State, and Nebraska while also receiving interest from Notre Dame, Michigan State, Stanford, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and others. Just a big, dominant guy, and again, hopefully a plug-and-play. It, guy, if, if player for for the UNI staff, that's what you're looking for with a guy from the FBS who was recruited so heavily, and uh, with the the graduation of of four seniors on the offensive line, that's a big win for them out of the portal. I, I really like that addition for for the UNI football staff. This is Corn Stocks and Sports Talk on AM950 KOEL and KOEL.com. We're talking about the 2023 recruiting class for UNI football, mostly about the portal right now, um, which you can go to the K excuse me, KOEL website and find articles on all four of these guys who have committed. There's another player that's set to commit, as far as I know. Um that that's not public yet, so I'm gonna keep that close to the vest. You can follow along on Twitter. To be sure when that happens, I will be sharing as well as an article about that player. Now, to the high school recruits, we're going to try to make this quick because it's there's a lot of players that have committed out of high school for the UNI Panthers, and there are a few that stand out to me in particular, and we'll, we'll talk mostly about them, but I, I, we've done this before too, I mean, when they committed. But I want to do a, a little bit more here on this uh, national signing day. As I'm as I'm recording this, uh, a few haven't officially signed or haven't officially been released by you and I quite yet. But uh, they're all committed. I haven't seen anything about a, a decommitment or anything like that. A few new faces that I was unaware of, uh, just just one or two. But uh, it's it's a really it's a really, really good class, and uh, I'll tell you why. I mean, Braylon Camrad highlights it for me as far as a guy who isn't necessarily considered one of the better recruits in the class, but uh, by you know these ranking sites, right, like Rivals and twenty four seven. He's not like a three star recruit like some of these uh, these other players, but I'm really excited about Camrad. I, you know, I've talked about bringing in an FBS quarterback to uh, the the roster of this. This off season, but if Camrad is around and develops the way I think he could, man, that could be a grassroots recruit that that comes in and, and develops and is is your guy going going into his junior season, redshirt sophomore season, even um, again, we'll see on that depending on who comes in. What's next for for Theo Day? Obviously, he only has one year of eligibility eligibility left, but. We'll see what happens next for Camrad. I know Bodie Reader is very high on him, uh, which is is a good sign. And uh, Reader obviously was a big part in his recruitment. Then Grant Larkin, wide receiver, three star wide receiver, and, and a huge pickup for this class. Initially committed to North Dakota, now coming in, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna be there at semester actually. So he will start in uh, in January at UNI to be there in, in class and to be part of spring football. So getting an edge on on some of the other guys in, in the class and, and learning a lot right away uh, after he's committed. So he will be in Cedar Falls coming up here quick. And then... Uh, a few more recent commitments as of last night. Actually, a teammate of Grant Larkin, Cole Dutkovich, an outside linebacker there at Nequa Valley. He was the Chicago Sun Naperville 2022 Football Player of the Year. Had FBS offers from New Mexico State, Bowling Green, Akron, and Army. This is guy is... He, he played both sides of the football, too. He played tight end and outside linebacker for, for Nequa Valley. And he's... This guy is a football player, man. There are a couple couple dudes on this list that you look at and and see their stats and and see what they've done see they're big and nasty and it's just like that guy that guy's gonna come in he's gonna earn some time he's gonna earn the respect of coach farley of of coach bryce pop of coach ryan clanton and he's gonna get some time he's gonna be you and i panther and to me that's Cole dutkovich and on defense speaking of which Lance Behrens is another one, the 21st ranked player in Iowa, according to 24-7 Sports. I believe he had a three-star tab, according to 24-7 Sports as well. Very highly recruited by some of these higher FCS programs, as well as some FBS programs like Air Force, and I think some of the other military academies. This season, just this season, with Cooper Ebel on his team, who is an Iowa State commit at linebacker. Barron's racked up 62 and a half tackles, 15 tackles for a loss and seven sacks. That guy is a dude. I, I'm very excited about Lance Barron's. I, I see him being, you know, a cannon butler type where he, you know, we don't really hear from him those first year, that first year or two. He gets in the weight room, gets big, really learns a lot and is just a force on either the interior or or the edge for the UNI defense uh, let's see here uh, a couple more that I that I want to get to before we move on to that next segment here on Corn Stocks and Sports stock on AM950KOEL and KOEL.com talking about the UNI football 2023 recruiting class. The next one and and also a big one, it's, it's Jackson Stortz from Wisconsin. He was one of the finalists for the Joe Thomas Award, which goes to the best prep uh, offensive lineman in the uh, in in the state, and sorry, I'm looking at at something here regarding Storts, and it goes to one of the best offensive linemen in the state of Wisconsin, one of the best preps. Coach Ryan Clanton really really got this one. Coach Bryce Pop was there towards the end of the signing period too. Uh, Montana offered him late, and and Coach Pop was like, "No, nah, I'm I'm gonna I'll be there. We're gonna talk soon. I know you're already committed, but we really want you." He's a two star, but. He had offers from, like I said, Montana and then Indiana State, South Dakota, Navy and Army with interest from Wisconsin, South Dakota State and North Dakota State. From what I can tell, you and I really pushed for Stortz, uh, really, really, really wanted him to to be in Cedar Falls. And he's a big, long kid. Another guy who you look at and it's like, okay, that's that's a dog. That's that's a player that that coach uh, Mark Farley and and coach Clanton want on their offensive line. And and they're not going to let him get away. To the best of their abilities anyway. And there's some other really talented players in this recruiting class. You can check out the remainder on the case, excuse me, the KOEL website and the KOEL app. We have that ready to go for you regarding the rest of the 2023 UNI football class. Go check that out. ton of other really good players and, and other information on them. Guys, that could definitely be impact players at UNI over the coming years. Again, this is Corn Stocks and Sports Talk on AM950, KOEL, and KOEL.com. If you're listening on the podcast, we got one more segment of me talking a little bit about Caden Proctor, his flip from Iowa to Alabama. And if you're listening on the radio, we got Sam Herder from FC, Excuse me, Hero Sports FCS coming up. Both great stuff. If you haven't listened on the podcast, make sure you go do that. Subscribe so you can get that next part here. Again, my name is Elliot Clough at Elliot Clough on Twitter. I'm a UNI insider for Town Square Media. You're listening to Cornstalks and Sports Talk. Okay, thanks for you podcast listeners sticking around with us on Cornstalks and Sports Talk. If you're new because you wanted to tune in and hear this segment, make sure that you subscribe or follow if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the KOEL app, wherever you're at. We don't want you to miss any great content that's exclusive to the podcast. So make sure you do that. Leave that rate and review too, folks. That does help us out so, 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 so much. We uh we we definitely want you to do that um and and when we get those rates and reviews the the listens the the subscriptions they just skyrocket so it, it would really really help us out if you did that now on to the topic at hand news coming a couple days ago technically if you pay attention to uh the uh, the Hawkeye recruiting trail pretty pretty strictly David Eichelt from 24 seven sports who, who joins corn Stocks and sports talk pretty frequently. He went on a show in, in Des Moines and said that, no, it's not official. No, Caden Proctor hasn't released a statement, nothing of that sort, but he is 100% decommitted from Iowa and will be signing with Alabama. And that's, uh, yeah, that, um, you know, it's just, it's just not, not particularly it's not good. <laughs> like We'll say that. And you know, like I, I don't want to talk poorly about a high school kid making a decision. That's best for him. I have no desire to do that. I I'm really, really, I, I, I hesitate to, because I've been a kid like, like we've all been kids, right. And we've, we've made poor decisions. We've ended up, you know, changing our minds about things, maybe not something that was this high profile, but he is a kid. And to make a decision that's ultimately best for him and what he wants to do that, I I, I commend him for doing what was best for him and, and his family. Now, We've talked about this quite a bit here on Corn Stocks and Sports Talk, whether it's been me or, or with David or, or Sean Bach, which I'm sure we'll catch up with one of these guys here soon enough and and learn more about what went down, where Iowa lost Proctor, and more. But I, I want to hit on it today for, for several reasons. And the first one is what I just said. the The issue of people trying to attack him on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. And say, "Oh, well, I don't know what a commitment is anymore." Okay, again, high school kid trying to figure this out, and I, I can't uh, imagine all the things he's heard from coaches and and players and people that say they're there for him. But you know, if he gets a, if he tears his ACL, God forbid, if he he gets an injury, they're done. You know, hands up in the air, taking advantage of a high school kid. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure people around him have, have done some, something like that, or, or would do something like that, should that be the case again, God forbid. But I, I can't imagine being in that situation, having been a track athlete who is very lightly recruited. I know nothing, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know nothing. And, uh, you know, I, from this vantage point of being a, a reporter, sure, uh, covering, covering college football, I know to a degree, but, Put your, try to put yourself in his shoes. I don't even know if, if any of us can, because you're being hounded by Oregon, hounded by Alabama, hounded by Iowa, hounded by probably Colorado since Coach Brime got there and they offered him, hounded by whoever they still think they had a chance up until the very end of his recruitment. Now, I think what made this astronomically worse for him was his decision to announce his commitment in June rather than wait it out until the very end. And, you know, I, 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 a lot of these guys before their senior year do that to be done and have it taken care of going into their senior year of football and they don't have to worry about it. So I imagine that's what his thinking was. But if that's reversed, if he commits to, to Alabama in June... And then flips it and decides to stay at Iowa. The perception here is completely different. He's staying in his home state. He's loved here. Now, what's this? What are these next few months going to be like? I don't know if he's enrolling early. I would imagine so. I would imagine that's what Alabama wants him to do if he can do that academically. But. I can't. I can't imagine how rough it's going to be. I mean, granted, he's a huge guy. If anybody gives him a hard time, whew, you you got some you got some cojones, I, or you're dumb. You're dumb. But it's it would have been much better optically for him, especially here in Iowa, if he was initially committed to Alabama and decided to flip and stay home and be in Iowa. Now, now you flip on your home state. Not only do you flip on your home state, but you flip on your home state to go to a program that is almost universally hated because of how good they are. Optically, it just does not; it it, it doesn't look great for for Proctor, and it you know it's it's not getting better by by the moment. I mean, I I see this tweet here uh, on his Twitter feed or uh, in his likes rather that was that was liked before he announced his decision to to flip to Alabama and i'm going to go ahead and read it to you it's from uh <laughs> it's from terry roberts actually saying that it's only iowa fans that are essentially so rude on twitter and and coming after guys who flip their commitment which he said it's only with iowa fans i don't see no other fan base doing blank like this it's funny Honestly, and well, first of all, clearly Roberts is not coming back to Iowa. Second of all, uh, Proctor actually liked that tweet, so I just that's that's not great. First of all, not a great look, and not only to do that, but to do it before he announced he was flipping. That was I'm sh- I'm surprised nobody is, else has really caught on to that or or shared that for that matter, but. A quote from him this morning when he made his decision was that he, quote, felt or I thought I was settling at Iowa, which is just a hell of a thing to say. You know, I mean. It's your home state. It's where you grew up. You had already committed. You have a relationship with these guys. You have a relationship with the other commits, more than likely. You have a relationship with Xavier who was on the team, your high school teammate. Oh, yeah, I felt like I was settling really? Why do you have to burn the bridge? And on top of that, he said that he doesn't like at Alabama, he didn't feel like he was an outlier because he was joining other five-star recruits that were at his level and that he can relate to. Talk about a slap in the face of the other recruits at Iowa. And I don't know, I've seen some scuttlebutt about his mom's involvement in his recruitment, not wanting him to go to Iowa for whatever reason, tweeting stuff about the Cyclones during his recruitment, about how, I don't know if she went to Iowa State or what, but I guess she didn't want him to go to Iowa. Again, I don't know anything specific about that, but having somebody like that in your ear on top of making the decision to flip doesn't help with the way he's thinking about it or communicating about it to the public, to the media. Ultimately, that is a really bad look. It's not, he should not have said any of those things. If he was asked why he should flip or why he decided to flip, you know, I, I just feel like Alabama is the better fit for me. I, I want to I play for Nick Saban. They've won a bunch of national titles. It, it just felt like the better fit and, and place for, for me to develop going forward. And, you know, that would still make Iowa fans salty. Hawkeye fans are going to be upset no matter what. But to burn the bridge to that degree is really unfortunate. And, again, I don't want to stand up here and get on this mic and slander a high school kid. He's young. I'm sure he's going to look on that, look back on that as an adult and just cringe. I think we've all – I can think of 20,000 different things that I did at the age of 18. Maybe not that exact amount, but <laughs> – a bunch of different things that I did at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 that I look back and I'm just like, oh man, I can't believe I did that. Wisdom is earned and unfortunately, you know, youth is wasted on the young, as they say. And it's it's unfortunate the way things have played out. Am I going to try to assault the kid's character? No. I think he made the what he believed to be the best decision for him, but it's just... It's just tough to look at that and and say, yeah, I'm still going to root. You know, it, it's tough to look at that and say, as somebody from Iowa, as somebody who grew up for, uh, as a Hawkeye fan and knows a lot of Hawkeye fans, obviously, it's tough for me to look at that and say, I'm still going to root for you, you know? And it's just unfortunate. Uh, the, the situation was not handled well, and he's not going to be a Hawkeye, and... Who knows? Maybe he'll end up like Ross Piersbacher, who was virtually never heard of again after deciding to go to Alabama after Cedar Falls. Or maybe he'll be the next great Alabama offensive tackle and be a first-round pick and be everything he was projected to be. And great for him. Great for him if he does that. I'm sure, I mean, he's already probably got life-changing money with endorsements and and stuff and, and you know, the NIL the deals going on. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how it turns out for him. Uh, wish him the best of luck. And we'll see how the remainder of the Iowa class turns out. Of course, Trevor Lauk still going to be around. Great offensive lineman. He'll hopefully come in and, and help the Hawks if, if you're a Hawk fan. And I'm sure Iowa is going to be really diving into the portal now, especially with Proctor's decommitment and, and signing at Alabama. I, I think that's really something they've got to do is go out and get a guy you can plug and play because the Iowa offensive line, as is, is not good enough. Not good enough at all. And I think if you're a Hawkeye fan, you, that's really, really what you're rooting for. Not only offensive talent uh, on the outside in terms of receivers to, to add to Cade McNamara and Eric all at tight end. Uh, Caleb Johnson obviously still going to be in the backfield as of right now anyway. But offensive line play was just awful the last two seasons. You got to go out and get an offensive lineman. You also lost Josh Volk to you uh, and I, who we just mentioned in that that last segment. But we'll probably see more more holes in that offense and the defense, for that matter, in their bowl game matchup with Kentucky coming up in uh, well just about 10 days uh, I think it's is it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day I don't remember either way they're they're playing Kentucky and uh, I I see that Joey Labis will be the starter for the Hawkeyes I'm really really intrigued to one see how he plays to responds to Cade McNamara coming in and uh, virtually having the starting job without earning it or not without earning it but without playing a snap or without spring ball because of that that knee injury. And David Eichel brought this up to us a few weeks ago, again, uh, from 24-7 Sports Hawkeye Insider. Your worst nightmare is Joey Labus goes in and throws for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Imagine that. Imagine he does that after Alex Padilla and Spencer Petrus weren't just bad, but awful all season. imagine that and imagine going into spring camp with a guy who had one phenomenal game and Cade McNamara who ripped your defense apart in the big Ten championship in 2021. imagine that. like I know in reference to you and I as as a as somebody who covers you and I coach Mark Farley wants a quarterback competition every single fall camp. That is the last thing that the Iowa staff wants. Now you want to win the ball game, right? You are going to have Joey Labus in there, and, and you are going to try to be as successful as you possibly can. But to have him show off and and not show off, but to to show out rather, and and look like the guy who should have been the starter all year and and would have made Iowa significantly better, that would kind of suck. That would kind of that would kind of suck. Well, we'll see how it it shakes out, and, and I'm excited to, to watch that game. I'm sure we'll preview that here on Corn Stocks and Sports Talk on AM950KOEL and KOEL.com coming up in the next week or two, so stay tuned for that. Again, my name is Elliot Kloff. I'm and I insider for TownSquare Media. If you stuck around for this episode, if you listen to this episode, please, please, please subscribe, leave a rate and review, and and follow wherever you're at because it does help us out so much. We don't want you to miss an episode, too. We got great local content from a bunch of different reporters, including myself, Ethan Petrick, hops on from time to time, David Eichult, Sean Bach, Nick Oson, uh, Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register, Alyssa Hurdle from the Des Moines Register. We got great, great people in, in the state of Iowa covering the high-level sports here in our state. So subscribe, leave a rate and review. It'll help us out a lot. And lastly, if you want to go check out the article on the recruits, it's on the KOEL website. Also transfers for UNI on there too. Once again, folks, my name is Elliot Clough. I'm a UNI insider for TownSquare Media. You can find me on Twitter. It is at Elliot Clough. This was another episode of Cornstocks and Sports Talk.